Hello, and welcome to this uh, somewhat special edition of the Saxville Market Call podcast. It's Wednesday, October 4th, 2023. Today, doing a, a slightly special uh, and different edition as we have quite a, a potential danger moment here for markets, driven most notably by a big spike uh, in the long end of the yield curve, especially the U.S. getting noticed, but it's happening everywhere. And Stan Jakobsen, we have you, our chief investment officer with Saxo, on the call helping guide us through this. What is going on here? What are the dynamics that are causing this? And why is this a dangerous moment for markets when you have uh, especially long yields, not just the you know the short yields and the Fed's policy rate that was uh, the big focus uh, back in 2022, um, but, but the long yields are really a, a, a spiraling higher here. So, so what we're experiencing right now is the sort of the end of a cycle uh, dynamics uh, when we are in a central bank mode where they are hiking rates. And now also the last marginal change to the central bank view being they're going to be higher for longer. And that has really got uh, the, uh, the, bond, the bond market on an autopilot. Uh, the long end, the yield curve, everything is indicating things are going on. We have the VIX up, we have to move, which is the volatility of the bond accelerating. So there is a, a, a palatable um, discontent in the market with what is going on. And all of it, then we have to remember, is driven by what uh, the White House like to call Bidenomics, but what is essentially MMT. Uh, MMT, of course, is the premise that we've used over the course of uh, probably the last decade where you can issue uh, any amount of debt and there are no consequences on inflation, which is the big worry. Uh, but now all of a sudden it has an impact on inflation, has an impact on the marginal cost of capital, i.e. the yield and, and bonds being sold off. So we are moving into uh, what some people used to call uh, the Tyson moment where uh, you have a plan on, everyone has a plan on so they get a smack on the mouth, as, as Tyson once says famously. And that is exactly what goes on now. People have been trying to pick up bonds. People have been trying to pick up the the equity market. But at the end of the day, what is, what is happening is that the marginal cost of capital, uh, the real rates in the economy is now at the high since the uh, before the crisis in 2007. Uh, and that is uh, really what goes on, John. And that means convexity, which uh, translated to, to common English just means that any stock that is rate sensitive is being sold off. We saw it and have seen it in particularly in the very MMT uh, sensitive uh, uh, sectors like the green transformation uh, alternatives. Uh, they have sold off dramatically. We see in some instances uh, former darling stocks are down 50, 60, 70 percent uh, simply because the, the cost of capital now deployed in the market means that these projects is no longer neither feasible or certainly not able to return uh, any uh, money on, on the investment. So and, and over the course of the last 24 hours, we also see MSCI Asia uh, selling off and actually uh, taking out its low. We've seen a number of stock indices moving from up on the year, most of them 10, 15%, to now being flat to slightly down. So, yeah, we, we have a maximum pain here. We have a, a smack on the mouth as per, per Tyson, and it's all driven by these high interest rates. And a lot of that, of course, uh, uh, you know, mixed into there is this concern that <clears throat> with an MMT approach, 
that there's this irresponsible uh, attitude or stance from the government on on this issuance and the concern that uh, these deficits are unsustainable. But of course, it, it ultimately a sovereign will fund itself. So, what are the options uh, for the Treasury for the Fed here? The Fed is saying we're not going to we're not planning on cutting anytime soon. Uh, I guess they're seeing this long and uh, going higher as a kind of a, doing some further tightening for them to get this inflation in order, but. What are the options? What are the action points that they can do? And how does this go down? And is this suddenly a sort of a, a QE moment that is will be celebrated by the market? Or, or, or how do you see this playing out? Uh, and how much worse can the yields get before something has to sort of uh, give or break or, or what, you know, however you'd put it? Yeah. Uh, so, so let's take the last question first. So, so what is sort of the target for, for this autopilot uh, called uh, this market on an autopilot called the bond market? And, uh, you know, Kim, our technical analyst and Altea has, uh, who sort of dictates our short term view, has been very, very clear that they see further risk to the upside. So 10 years, we presently trade about 485. They've seen at 513, 520 as the ultimate target for this move. So we we are getting closer, but we are certainly not uh, potentially at, at, the, at, the, at the ultimate high in terms of the yield. Uh, what is also going on underneath the hood here is, of course, that the uh, the Federal Reserve uh, will, when they come in today, start to get concerned about the liquidity. So remember, central banks in history cuts for two, one of two reasons. Uh, most often, it's because there is illiquidity or the market becomes disorderly. I will, uh, on a loosely counter, I'll say that is eight out of ten uh, reasons why, eight out of ten incidents where the, the Federal Reserve cuts rate, two out of ten will be that we move into an outright recession. I have no doubt, as you know from our research, that we will move toward a stagflation environment. That is the theme of both the third and the fourth quarter uh, outlook that we've done. Uh, but uh, I think right now, with the speed at which the market is moving, we are probably more into a liquid uh, situation. And that means, uh, as per your question, that we need to handicap what is the policy response. The immediate policy response that sort of sits inside academia is to take away the excess reserve payment that the Federal Reserve do. So right now, banks in the banking system, if they have excess deposit, they can actually place the money on a very, very, very attractive interest rate at the at the central bank. And that is sort of a subsidy to the banking sector. It costs the Federal Reserve about 100 to $200 billion a year. Cutting that will uh, force these banks into buying the short end of the bond market. So uh, uh, in that respect, they're forcing it. And on top of that, they will also indirectly reduce the deposit rates because uh, one, one of the suggestions that, that is being offered is that the, uh, the capital requirement will need to go to 40%. Translated again, that means that the banking uh, balance sheet can only be leveraged by two and a half percent, and that means that your deposit, if you had it in an American bank, of course, will be cut by forty percent as well, and that will of course force people again to buy more short-term interest rates. So that's sort of the academic uh, way of doing it. But I think, uh, and 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 hence, I'm using the the Tyson quote. I think we uh, we are in what we discussed in 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 the pre-summer as a moment in time where something is starting to break. Uh, what is breaking, as I said, is the green transformation, which is capital intensive. Uh, it is MSCI Asia, which is very dependent on US monetary policy. So when MSCI Asia sort of as a proxy uh, 
comes down or goes negative, it means that the relative tightness of monetary policy is too tight. We see the uh, spread between Germany and Italy widening out, now uh, threatening 200 basis points. All of this points to the fact that the disorderly part or the discontinued pricing uh, uh, handicapping needs to happen. So I'll say, John, there is right now 75% chance that the Federal Reserve as a policy response will start to indicate they are done or cut interest rate or they are getting concerned about external factors. And certainly, I think the uh, the language that we've seen is already indicated that on the US side. As we go to Europe, Europe needs, in the case of Italy, either to support Italy by buying the bonds, which is intervention and, and buying bonds and reducing rates, or they need also to come off the pedestal of uh, wanting higher for longer interest rates. So I think Inside the next uh, one week, John, we are, you know, with 80% probability going to see central banks start at least rhetorically indicate they will cut rates. And overnight, you may have seen that one of the Federal Reserve governors, mind you, one of the dovish one, now talks about 25 basis point cuts in uh, 24 could be uh, could be fruitful for, for the evolution. Um, for the listeners out there, the way to, to monitor this is uh, the short-term interest rate contract that you can see on the actual trader. They are called SOFR or S-O-F-R. And uh, you want to look at uh, December and March pricing. Uh, despite the bond market being down again today, we do see uh, this morning at least that uh, the SOFR contract, i.e. the short-term rate sensitivity to Fed is actually up slightly uh, half a basis point uh, and, and one basis point for March. Uh, so there, there is uh, increasingly an expectation that we see the change of this dovish tone that you know the market uh, will hope can at least stabilize the market here, John. All right. And uh, we have the um, S&P 500 uh, near the 200-day moving average. Do you think the Fed requires, uh, just as a last question, do you think the Fed requires sort of for cover to make such a policy action to indicate these cuts or some other more dramatic uh, measures, uh, they would need to, have to see some kind of uh, disorderly market uh, elsewhere. You think it's it's exclusively focused on the, the functioning of the bond market, or would they need to see uh, some break in, for example, the stock market to to, to justify such a move? Right. I mean, if, if you wanted to sort of, from, from the Federal Reserve's uh, FOMC uh, meeting chair, uh, what will concern you the most? It will always be the short end of the bond market. It would always be interest rate before the stock market. So the way economists and certainly the Federal Reserve thinks about the market is that interest rate has the ability to control one, what they see as the economic development, and two, it can uh, be lowered in order to increase the attractiveness of assets in the marketplace. So uh, equity market will always be uh, a first, if not a second derivative, but the bond market will not only be the first uh, and most important thing, but it will always be the first iteration. So in other words, the speed of which the bond market is moving is actually very, very central to uh, to to the FOMC. And that's also why we did this broadcast this morning. This is why we, you know, put out an alert to, 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 to our clients that, you know, you need to be vigilant here. You need to be defensive and, 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 and certainly do not over leverage yourself into this environment and do, you know, seek out the potential to hedge some of the portfolio if you want to with optionality. Option, option is still relatively cheap. You can buy, you know, at least a, a, a control downside five, ten percent away from here, uh, making you sleep uh, uh, significantly easier over the course of the next week, which is going to be volatile. 
Yeah, some key points there. Thanks a lot, Stane. When uh, with this thirty-year U.S. Treasury, the ten-year moving up towards five percent so rapidly over the last couple of weeks, it is providing a very dramatic uh, you know, risk of a danger moment in markets. You can recall back to eighty-seven. There are some very specific dynamics around that, but it is those those types of dynamics. Uh, a long end accelerating higher is a very dangerous thing. That's what we hope you've pulled away. Do look at the uh, podcast link for some further. Uh, we're going to try to post a link and maybe even a, a PDF. Uh, to, of some materials uh, that Stain has put together for some further perspectives and and some more granularity on some of the things we discussed. So look for that in the podcast description. Uh, and thanks uh, thanks for listening. We'll be back soon with a Saxo Market Call. <laughs>